Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome, stay, come again. I am your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are alive, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Sir. Can't save me. I figured tonight's installments will be laced with Sir tracks, um, essentially because I was listening to listening to his body of work on my way home from work, <laughs> as I'm reading and talking at the same time. I was listening to his body of work when I was sitting in traffic, and I was like, damn, son got some hits. And then I looked at the dates in which these songs or these records came out, and it was like 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. And I bring this up simply because we speak about what's classic and what's GOAT and what's going to stand the test of time. It starts with music that you can play three or four years later and it brings a new sense. You got a new love, a new feel for that said record. For me, that's what's considered classic. So when I listen to Sir's music, he definitely gives something that I will play five years from now, even if he drops some new shit. I'll still play what I've been playing for the last five years now, you know, and I just, that's why I love music. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. We are in the month of October. The Jason months continue. For me, October represents opportunity in the rawest sense of the word. Okay. Um, September for me was about creating space. August was about like actualizing and putting things into place and trying to figure out what I'm really, really trying to do. And July was just the jump off. (laughs) You know, the Jason months, you just hop right into it, you know, pause. And with that being said, being in the month of October, now I'm trying to recognize the space that I created. And in order to do that, for me, I always look at my old notes to try to guide me forward. You know, I always try to remind the family to document their thoughts somehow. You got to find a way to, you know, put reminders in place. I think I've had an installment where we talked about bookmarks and anchors. Sometimes we got to have bookmarks in place where we can go back and reread something or highlight or, you know, look over one more time. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like we oftentimes don't want to do that because we feel as though that's remedial or repetitive or we should have already learned that or it doesn't have no real benefit moving forward when actually it does. Me as an individual, when I, when I document my thoughts, 
I kind of put myself in that space so I can always remember or try to remember why I did it in the first place, right? Something I try to tell the students when I teach them is like, you might not know it, but you are creating the memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. What are you doing with that? You know, is you making TikToks all day or you are you studying? Are you being kind to people? Are you, you know, getting over? You know, we are all laying the foundation of what we want to move forward. For what we want to move forward. So I say all that to say is that October should be giving all of us an opportunity to recognize what we want. In order to do that, we have to take ownership. The information that I'm reading, I wrote this down in 2021, which is crazy, which is two years ago. Seems like last year. But 2021 was something different. If I had to sit here and really think about it, why did I write this information down? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure as I read through it and talk through it, I'll feel that energy that I once had. But when we talk about taking ownership, we really have to think about what are we trying to take ownership of? Are we glossing over? Are we trying to speed past something? Or are, or are we actually taking ownership? Taking ownership is an action. It's not a noun. We don't, we don't want to be ownership. You, you can't be ownership. You have to take ownership. It's an action. In order to do that, you have to focus on solutions. I feel like when we don't take ownership, we just keep we are constantly reliving X moment or X feeling. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever that is, it's just somehow we can't really shake it or acknowledge it, and we're not really doing anything about it. Yet it still festers. We haven't taken ownership. We have to find a solution. In order to find a solution, we first have to notice our blaming tendencies. The the first wall of defense that's keeping us from solutions is our blaming tendencies. We have to realize that we put our own builder blocks, blinders, boulders, we put those in our place or in our in our space. We we allow it to occupy our space and we don't even know it. We have to take ownership of that. <laughs> Recognizing that a lot of our folks a lot of because I'm getting excited. We have to recognize that a lot of our faults are our own. We have to take ownership. You understand? And now I remember. <laughs> so crazy how the information work. Now I remember why I wrote this down. Because I wasn't straddling, but I was like, I was determined to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? And I had to take ownership of my part in it. And I was, you know, I didn't notice my blaming tendencies at first. <laughs> I was always solution-based. Going into our next point, I knew I had a choice. I just had to change my the language. I had to change the way I spoke about it. You understand? When we take ownership, we have to change our initial and intentional, excuse me, we have to change our initial language, meaning speaking about ourselves, how we speak about ourselves. And then we have to start using intentional language. Those I am statements or them affirmation statements people use now. Initially or essentially, that's just intentional language. We have to find a way to speak about what we want in detail so we can know exactly what to do in order to achieve that. First, we have to take ownership. You understand? This, this can be difficult simply because we don't want to do it. <laughs> or by recognizing that we have to do it means that changes have to be made. We have to take ownership of that. And, and it's not just apologizing 
it's really rectifying. You understand? I feel like a lot of times people say that they're taking ownership for their actions just by simply apologizing. Words can have empty, words can be empty statements. There's no feeling. There's no drive or what, there's no substance within the words. So how can I believe your actions and vice versa? I say all that to say is that if we want to take ownership for our, if we want people to take ownership for their own actions, we have to first look at ourselves. We have to we have to first notice our blaming tendencies. Excuse me, because I'm just getting excited, you know, because it's like I'm kind of like getting revved up to kind of do that a little bit. I don't know where I got what lane I got to do it in, but I got to take ownership for something. And then before I move forward, excuse me for having an ADHD thought. We don't always have to think of taking ownership as something being negative. Maybe we need to take ownership of something that we worked hard for and people are just playing with us. You understand? Maybe it's a maybe it's a part of you that people haven't recognized yet that you know is powerful and, and outstanding in my gap band voice. You understand? And you need to take ownership of that. Stop blaming yourself or blaming others for you for just because you made it where you need to be at. Celebrate that. Take ownership of that. Find solutions. Change your initial language. I deserve that. I got here because I worked hard to get here. What Snoop Dogg say when he got his uh, star on the Walk of Fame? He said, first of all, I want to thank me. He was paused. He was hard for that. You understand? That shit was cold. Because sometimes we often give it all away when a lot of times we work for ourselves. And we have to take ownership of that. I'll leave that there. Our first break. Yes, family, that was Sir The Canvas. This record came out in 2017. All right. Still got that feel, that cocoa butter, you know what I'm saying, lemon drop feel. <laughs> it's just what it is. Before we move forward, I just want to remind the family it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. We're here. We're human. You know, let's embrace our flaws and encourage ourselves when we are victorious. You know, we can do both at the same time. Kind of like leads into my my real relationship talk moment of the night. And this is, again, all relationships, all types of ships, platonic, relation, friend, family or foe. You understand? Like understanding that you can do both. You know, and what I mean by that is you can we should be able to be more than one person and not more than one personality. Because I see it on the Internet when they say <laughs> uh, when the boyfriend say 
he tell his girlfriend, I want to see other people. And then she just put on different wigs and have different personalities. <laughs> that shit funny. So in a sense like that, but kind of like being able to switch it up, you know, and not be judged for that. Because, again, a lot of people get comfortable with the person that you introduce them to. When you try to introduce them to the new, not so much the new you, but the latest you, they can't embrace it. So I say all that to say is that it's okay for your partner or the person that you're in, on this ship with that if you grow and move into a different space, that you're allowed to do that, especially if it's for the positive. If it's negative or digressing, of course, we have to handle that accordingly. I'm only speaking about moving up upwards and forwards, you understand? And if the latest, if the 2.0 got to go to the 3.0 and it makes the situation better, we should leave room for our friends, families, friends, families, and partners to do so. The reason why that came to my mind is because I was watching The Love is Blind and my man Juan put me on that shit. And it was just like, I was just listening to people speak about stuff and I was just like, oh yeah, I talk about this all the time when I was on Clubhouse or I'd like the little you know, conversations I have with people. And people really feel like, you know, they got to be the person that they was when they initially met someone. And I always encourage people to allow people to grow, especially if it's for the good. If it's digressing or moving backwards, of course, that's a different conversation. But ideally, if a person, if you met someone at a certain level and you thought they was at eight, but they might have felt as though that they was at a five and they can move up, allow that person to move up. Because that can be beneficial for the relationship. And I'll just leave that there. The notes that we are using, the conversations I've been having, the thoughts that I'm creating, not creating, but the thoughts that are formulating in my mind right now has brought me to say that I'm appreciative of anyone and everyone who takes time to listen to these installments. Um, I feel like over the years I've changed how I delivered the message and the information, but I feel like people have always kept me right in the space that's necessary, and I'm appreciative of that. The reason why I say that is because there was a point in time when I was doing these installments where I took like long hiatuses in between because it was no longer fulfilling me the way that I needed be, that I needed to be. You see what I'm saying? And looking at the notes that we're getting ready to getting ready to discuss, in 2019, I was in a skipping step space, you know, <clears throat> I had a dilemma. I was ready for it to be over, but I still had the consequences was there, but I haven't faced, I haven't had faced the repercussions yet. You know, I was ready to skip steps. Oh, I understand. Just give me a slap on the wrist. I promise you I won't do it again. Yeah, we understand that. But here are the, here are the ramifications, <laughs> right? Here are the repercussions for what you did, you understand? And this is 2019. So when we speak about skipping steps, we have to understand that sometimes skipping steps can be beneficial, all right? We understand that. If, if, if the assessment was done, you're capable of making a formula, a formula, a formula, what's it called, formative? Yeah, a formulative move, you understand? Then do that. Skip that step, skip a few steps, do what's necessary to get on pace, all right? But the type of skipping steps, the type of skipping steps that I'm referring to is the ones when we're trying to move a little faster to finesse or to backdoor, for lack of better, pause. Because in those moments, we're not really recognizing what we're doing it for. Sometimes when we are skipping steps, 
we are forced to repeat them steps at some point in the future. That can create challenges to keep us from moving forward. We might have thought we skipped a step not knowing that we're going to see that step down the line. And especially when we didn't get the tool that was necessary, we're going to be two back. You understand? Not a full back, but a two back. You understand? And, and for us as individuals, especially if we're trying to move at a certain pace, we can't be so quick to be in a rush. I spoke about it on the last installments, delaying our gratification. A lot of times we skip steps because we're trying to get to that gratification. We got to slow up a little bit. You see what I'm saying? And if I was speaking to myself in 2019, I would just tell myself to slow down. That what you're asking for is there, but you're not really ready for it. It's a, it's a few things you need to gather along the way. And by skipping steps, we can create challenges because that step we skipped could be something that we could use. What's often boring, what often seems boring and unnecessary, usually possesses the skill or information that can be vital in the future. As you can tell by the notes, we, I had to find a way to tell myself to slow down because you're so quick to get to this finish line. You're going to trip up. You're going to be missing something. We're so quick to get to the, to the deadline or to reach this milestone or something that we feel we need or deserve. We feel as though that we arrived. We have arrived. And let me skip a few steps so I can hurry up and get there. Let's not. Let's gather all of what needs to be gathered along the way there. Every shortcut ain't a good cut. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to take shortcuts all the time. Sometimes it's okay to take the suggested route. You know, <laughs> it could be something there for us. Now, let me be devil's advocate for a moment because two things can be true. If you're able to move at a pace and understand yourself and the journey that you're having, that you can skip steps and come back and move forward and move lateral and do all the extraterrestrial things you feel as though that you can do, by all means do that. What we're discussing right now is when we're in the midst of a transition, sometimes we try to get through that transition too fast. So by skipping steps, we might be skipping the information that could be vital to get across the finish line. And that's what we're discussing. And I'll just leave that there. It's always good to revisit information. Um, it kind of makes me think about where I'm at in the present and how this can be utilized now. I often say that we use the past to guide us to the future. And that's what I try to do here at 30 Talk. Our last break. in November, sir, trying to tell you, that was 2018, 
November's around the corner. 2024 is around the corner. What memories are we creating? You know, what is something that we can look back on? You know, a lot of people got their children for that. A lot of people got their family for that. A lot of people got their career. Some people don't know, don't know, or have any of those, you know? So I implore, I challenge, you know, I'm, you know, putting, what they say, putting up good faith that we'll find that for ourselves and helping someone find it for themselves, you know? Closing this out, I just think about, you know, every time I sit and have an installment, I always think about like what led prior and what I'm trying to leave, you know? And when people like talk to me about my installments, I'm like, damn, you one of the people that listen. And this is like, this is a family affair. You understand? <laughs> we are all in this to find that space and that opportunity that we're looking for. And we working together. It's just, this is my therapy. This is my journal. This is someone else's therapy and journal as well, right? A way to figure out, a way to strategize, a way to attack this beast. Because like I said, when I first started these installments, I was really big on melanated history. And I was really big on educating the people on what we've been missing, you know? Because at the time, that's what brought me to this space, was really looking at American history and how they use religion and how they used <clears throat> the deletion and the erasing of history or just withholding for that matter. You know, understanding how the corporation we call America actually work, actually work in like maneuvering shit. You understand? So once I put out enough information in that regard, I started getting mad. And that's why I used to take those hiatuses in between installments because just going deep down that rabbit hole would just frustrate you on how on how vicious this this caucus is. You understand? And it's just a real thing. Look at the world now. They want us to, and I'm just speaking loosely because I do care and it does matter. There's terrorist attacks happening over in the over in Israel and Palestine that's always been going on. Obviously, because that's holy land. Obviously, people that are on that land that isn't theirs, it belongs to original man, but we'll just save that for a later conversation. Long story less long, they want us to give the same you know, hopes and prayers to what's going on over here, but it's genocide over there, but it's genocide going on over here. I can't see that far. I could turn the TV on and be upset, but I could turn to the next channel and see something that's happening in Baltimore, or something that's happening in Northwest, or something happening in Southwest. You understand what I'm saying? So that just lets me know that this corporation we call America, America got motherfucking brothers and sh over there doing the same fucking thing. You understand? And let me, to put a bow on what I'm talking about, to tie this bow or to land this plane, we have to understand that our issues as melanated people in this country is the same issue that any other melanated person faces on this sphere or on this planet or on this plane. You understand? So once we understand one enemy, we'll understand how their co-constituents work as well. Right? Once I got rid of <laughs> trying to defeat the white man and dismantle the white man, I started looking at information that empowered the people. And that's where we've been ever since. Because I realized that as long as I can incorporate the history in what I'm saying, the strategies to make them a better person can give um, quicker results. With that being said, still looking at information from October, this time we are in the year 2020, 
during the pandemic or the pandemic, um, I was looking at strategies of war, of war, you know, and it's 33 of them. This book came out in 2006, graduating year. Shout out to the class of 06. Um, during the, during the, the, you know, the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic, it was just a lot of revealing going on that people finally were seeing for themselves, you know. All the shit that niggas was talking about for at least three years. Four, for real, for real. But three years professionally, you know. Really delivering it as deliverables. <laughs> you understand? And the veil was finally coming off people's eyes. The wool, we was finally recognizing the sheep and the wolf in sheep's clothing. You see what I'm saying? So that helped me rev up the information that we was discussing. And when I came across this information... Yes, we're talking about war, but a lot of us are at war with ourselves. You dig? And it's it's difficult to care about somebody else's misfortunes when we are sitting in our own. So with this information, let's try to utilize it for ourselves so then we can have enough empathy for the ones that are, you know, for far far away from us. Excuse me. The second strategy of the 33 is to know your six, to know that your past successes can be your biggest obstacle, especially if you believe that repeating the same strategy will give you more victories. Let go of the past and embrace change. We've been talking about that. We will continue to talk about that. This is just another variation of that. We have to let go of what we knew. Not saying forever. Not saying for a long time. It can be for a short time. But we have to let it go in order to make room for whatever it is that we're asking for. We put our own boulders, building blocks, and barriers in our own way. We do that more times than not. So once we realize that we do that by holding on the past and trying to relinquish the past in manners that don't fit us, guess where it will find us, you know? And also when we talk about embrace change, that's not an easy feat, right? It's, it's not easy to embrace change. It's comfortable in the space that we are in. I definitely get it. I understand it. I'm still dealing with it and practicing that today, you know, especially when it comes to me trying to change my dietary habits or rev up my workout routine. I can get comfortable in the little routine I got, but if I want to get the desired results, you know, I got to embrace that change. Something got to give. Which leads us to strategy 22. Right. And that's defeat. Um, defeat is a part of war. It either builds character or you just look like a weak ass motherfucker. <laughs> and that's just what it is. So as people, as humans, we are going to make mistakes. That means we are going to feel defeated and depleted at some point. We have to learn how to manage that and use it to our benefit. And we have to understand that that can be looked at as a temporary defeat, not a dismantlement or a disaster. You understand? Just temporary. As the quote comes from the book, a short-term defeat is better than a long-term disaster. All right? Long-term disaster can be a, a, a losing streak. <laughs> That's what I think about when I hear long-term disaster. It's like having a, a five-game losing streak. That's like, the home, that's like the home team losing to the Bears, and they had a four-game losing streak. You know, they came out and, and cranked them too, pause. But... I say all that to say is that when we look at the war that we're having within ourselves, we be beating ourselves up. 
<laughs> and we and we shouldn't because the corporation going to do that for us. When it comes to defeat, we have to kind of if we want to beat defeat, we have to kind of know how things end. We have to have a strategy in place where the end goal is discussed. It's in sight. It's um, on the horizon. We might not know what it is, but there has to be some idea of how it ends. So when you are defeated, you will know how to maneuver to actually get there the next time through. And I'll just leave that there. This installment for me is the 1st of October. Hopefully, it, um, hopefully the information allows you the space and the opportunity to uh, revisit us again. I'm your host, Tim, not them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace.